Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut. Every Wednesday, you will be updated on the latest market happenings with TFC Market Updates. Hosted by Rakesh and Anthony with some friends crashing from time to time. If you want to get this show and other investment-focused content on a separate curated feed, I will strongly recommend you follow our investing podcast, TFC Investors Network. All you need to do is search on your favourite podcast platform, TFC Investors Network, and be all geeky about investing only. Hey Coconuts, welcome back to another weekly market updates where we scour the net to find worthy financial news for you. Three stories this week. First, a little bit of a war, I guess? Not really, just kidding. (laughs) US chips restrictions intensify. Where we break through this, the impact it has for US companies that are delivering chips into China all of that good stuff here next we want to touch a little bit more on the uk is it facing further pressure and meltdown is it going through other issues right for every everyday household members here to break that down honestly an ongoing saga you're going to be hearing about that for a bit and last but not least a little bit of macro as cpi releases this week take you through that talk a little bit about opportunities in the market and without further ado let's get to it Hey Coconuts, welcome back to another weekly episode with me, Rakesh. And Anthony. Hey, yep. all right. Guess what? No Reggie this week. Yes, no no, yeah. no more politics. <laughs> <laughs> but so, got China. Got China. Eh? A bit, a bit. <laughs> a bit, a bit, a bit. But you know, that means we won't have such a havoc. I won't need to focus too much on bringing us back on track. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun, that was fun. <laughs> Some, something quite different from from just straightforward talk. True, true, true. It's okay, Reggie. We will we will miss you soon. We saw enough of you now. You can come back in a few episodes. <laughs> Maybe in a month, right? Once a month sounds yeah. good, right? Every every week, every two weeks seems a bit too frequent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, 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 true. Um, awesome. Hey, coconuts. Hope hopefully you're having a good week. Um, and and thanks again so much for for tuning in with us. This week, we have three stories as usual, right? We're going to start off with the US chips, who restrictions intensify. So that's got some impact on on China chips development and so on. Anthony's going to take us through that. We touched a little bit, already touched a little bit last week with regards to the UK and the pound, actually FX in general, right? Um, We want to touch a little bit more on UK and some developments that have been happening there. Perhaps a mortgage issue? I don't know. Let's, Let's talk about that. And last but not least... Macro, right? A little bit on macro. We have we have to talk about it. We've been trying to avoid it for a while, but CPI is being released this week. We want to take us through it, and what will the market do, right? To to try and time it. <laughs> Nobody knows, right? Okay, and yeah. sorry. Let, let, let's just log <laughs> off now. I think we have, we have done it for the day. <laughs> and thank you, Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Anthony, take us take us away with the first story with the US chips intensification. All right. You know, US chips. Uh, I think we keep talking about semiconductors, right? We've talked about NVIDIA, we've talked about AMD, we've, we've kind of talked a bit about the chips act. And, you know, I think it's also, it's, it's been a team and it's obviously cyclical. And, you know, what has happened the most recently is that the US has really stepped up their game in, in terms of trying to stop China's development. And and in mm. essence, trying to incentivize their own, so so they announced this whole range of like bans. I think on Friday last week, um, and and that's 
and it's very different, right? So so previously the bands were always quite targeted. Like in in for Nvidia, it was just oh you cannot export your latest chips, right? Um, mm. and for AMD, it was like so, something small or other, and. For ASML, it was the the most advanced lithography equipment you couldn't export. Now, now it's almost everything, right? You you cannot export any chip manufacturing tools, not just the chips themselves, but even the tools that make the chips. Um, if you wow. if anywhere in your supply chain you involve the US, you know you cannot supply that part to certain Chinese entities. I think there's thirty of them. Um, so as long as you know, th- there's a part that touches the US, you cannot se- sell it to a Chinese entity. Um, if you're a US citizen, you cannot work with the Chinese chip makers. So you cannot be employed as long as you're a US passport. Right? And oh, uh, of course, wow. there, there's always exemptions. But the big exemption is you have to come to the government to get approval and I'll give you a license to do it. Right? So, so they, they have really gone and taken a blanket approach and just spent everything. But of course, if you really need it, you come to me, I'll, I'll give you permission. And I think it's it's not very clear now how open they will be to, to give permission. But yeah, you know, at least at this stage, it sounds super broad ranging. Wow. Wow. Okay. So let's, let's dissect this a little bit. So these these plants are technically based in China. This is where they manufacture the chips and so on. Yeah. And you right? Yes. Yeah. So, so you can't, they, they don't stop, you know, China from building them. You just stop everybody, anybody outside China from supplying them. Mm. Wow, wow! But that also means if you make it in China, can you supply out? Yeah, yeah. I think you can buy Chinese chips. The, the question is whether you want to buy Chinese. Whether you can bring it in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Actually, no. <laughs> you you might not be able to buy all Chinese chips as well. I think um, Apple contracted with Yangtze Memory or something to to provide memory mm. chips for the next generation of iPhones. And apparently right. Apple had to come out to tell the government, US government, no, no, look, relax, guys. It's only for iPhones I sell in China. It's not for iPhones I sell anywhere else. So so there's sensitivity around, you know, putting China-made parts oh. in, in different technological applications. In different also. markets as yeah. well. Wow, wow. So US citizens cannot work in Chinese chip maker companies as well, which means effectively employment would be predominantly in, in China. Yes. You, have, you can't be a US. No, you can't be. No, so theoretically, if you are a US citizen that works in for SMIC, for example, in China, that is now illegal as a matter of US law, right? Wow. So, so it's like how how as a company, you know, you're you are a HDR poor HR person. How how the hell do you go and get approval for this? Yeah. Right? You have this exact somewhere who goes, hey, shit, I cannot work here anymore. That, that's yes. mad. Wow, wow, and and why why are they doing this? No, so so that's the thing, right? Like the, the last few rounds of restrictions, you, you kind of could have seen the rationale of, oh yeah, we just don't want Chinese to, to catch up to us, right? We, we have the latest gen, mm. you know, we, we are the bleeding age. We don't want them to catch up. So we ban them. We are afraid of you know, the, the use of these in, in military applications. So we ban, you know, entities related to militaries, for example. Um, yeah. But now this is so much more broad ranging, right? You know, it, it's all AI chips. It's you know, even memory chips, which are like a commodity right now it, you know, and, and oversupply. It, it's just insane. I think it's it's just something that they, they want to put a stop to the whole ecosystem, right? We have talked about, okay, I don't think this ever made an episode, but you know, like a, a month or two back, you and I and Reggie were talking about um, Chinese trying to build out their own supply chip supply chain. 
right? And yes. and you know, I, he he was saying it would be good, and I was saying that you know, this was rubbish; it would take a decade. And now the US mm. have realized that oh, actually, why don't we make them take two or three decades instead of just one, right? <laughs> and, and and impose all these things on them. So yeah, it's it's not just military; you know, it's AI development. It's you know your your type of you know AI development for electric cars, right? That that's going to be gone. It's your chips for you know data centers and transition to cloud. You know. How's that going to be done? You know, chips kind of affect yeah. everything in life now, right? Which is why we, I, I'm kind of bullish about it. And and now with this, yes. you just kind of see, well, you're, you're just rolling back Chinese technology, I think. Wow. And this is effectively, right? And, and sorry, going to be a little bit boomer here, right? So understand this, this is US restriction. So if, yep. the, if the chips are made, they cannot supply into China, right? Yes. So, so if regardless you, of if it's a US company having a Chinese plant, they can't actually bring that in. Yes, I think they, they are trying to get some exceptions for plants already, like for US or you know US allies plants already in China. So, so you don't mm. like kill Samsung overnight, right? Um, right. But yeah. I think th- those will be the limited exceptions that they will be given. So, so they'll mm. let you go business as usual, but you know with. With certain caveats, I think I, I think that that has to be the case. And if you look at it, right, the this whole restriction is really what was done to Huawei. I think two or three years back, right, where mm. essentially the the US and the EU said, nope, you know, no Huawei equipment in in any part of my supply chain. I'm not buying from yes. you, and and that I'm not supplying to you, and and that just kind of killed Huawei two years down the line, right? And yes. they, have, they have taken that same playbook and and applied it to an entire industry. So it's just, this is wow. this is far wow. reaching. Yeah. We we spoke a lot about chips and you've been massively bullish, right? About yeah. about Intel, for example. And no no not even, not Intel. Even, That's the only one I'm not bullish on. <laughs> oh sorry, sorry. N- Nvidia, right? Um it's not, not Intel, sorry. Yeah. N- Nvidia was the one we, we covered in, in our market updates. Uh, you were quite bullish about this. Now they would be severely affected here, right? What yeah. what do you what do you see here? I think they would definitely be severely affected. You know, there's no doubt about it. Um, when we were talking about NVIDIA, we were like, oh, yes, you know, they grew data center by so much. But that's <laughs> they had no China then, right? Because China was in lockdown. Mm. I guess they and they was like, oh, yeah, if they could reaccelerate Chinese growth, fantastic. Now, I guess zero Chinese growth. Oh, well, you, there, there will be an impact on the top line and bottom line, of course. And, and there will be an associated cost of like all this regulatory compliance. But, you know, I think that's probably the way that you know things will, will go from now on like when you, when you look at the TAM you cannot really look at a global TAM anymore in sensitive areas because the, the world is just changing it's going to be split into these two poles and you know I think increasingly the, the two poles are getting very comfortable with you know trying to cut the other part out right wow. so so that I mean it's it's really challenging for, for something like, you know, NVIDIA or AMD or even Intel, right? Where We're caught in the middle where of China is, is really one of their big export markets and, you know, that's going mm. down. Or, or even someone like LAM Research or Applied Materials who are more, uh, we, who we haven't really focused on, but they are more um, equipment providers, right? So, so they provide you the equipment mm. to make chips, right? And like 30 plus percent of their sales is to China now, even with the lockdowns. So, you know... Well. If that goes to zero, or if that goes to like five, like the impact on your bottom line is huge, right? So you know, wow. like th- this is going to affect everybody. It's it's not just impacting China; it's going to impact you know mm. pretty much all the players in the world because China is a big source of demand for all these things. Yeah, yeah. Now I have another question. I don't I don't know if you, if you know the answer to this, but say 
um, you know, you design the chips. So say, for yep. example, Apple designs a chip, but they need to send it to a fabrication plant, which is effectively based in China. Yep. They can't do that in Taiwan. <laughs> they have to go <laughs> well, to Taiwan. Some TSMC, right? Yeah. So, yeah, some of them, right? But so, for example, they can't go to China and say, you know what, I'm going to talk about Yangtze manufacturing or whatever it is, semiconductors. So they can't do that to just fabricate it for them. They need to effectively be out of China, like TSMC, to, to fabricate. Yes. This I, I mean, they, exactly. I, I don't think they would ever have done that because they would have sent their own custom silicon to um, TSMC anyway, right? But mm. you know, that, that, that's just another path down. And that's just because this bleeding age, TSMC was the only one who pretty much could do it reliably. Right? Yes. And, yeah. yeah. So, so you know, it. yeah, but, but it's, it's also kind of impacting their own supply chain in that the smaller, maybe more commoditized you know, type of chips like memory chips or like RAN chips, I think they're called, you know, really mm. just cannot be made in China anymore. Um, mm. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's going to be challenging, I think. So, then comes the next question, right? A lot of production plants, so on and so forth, are in China. Mm-hmm. Do you see like some sort of a trickle-down effect on basically because we cannot move the chips in? So you cannot complete the process? Well, I guess yes and no. I, I think most Chinese plants should still be able to operate, right? Um, you know, so, so maybe they won't be able to refurbish or catch up or replace as quickly as they would have liked to. But, you know, they, they are... BAU, I think, would generally still remain the same, um, subject to, un- unless you are really, really at the top end of Chinese. Um, but if you are a commodity, you know, chips manufacturer, they- they'll probably let you go ahead, right? There- there's-, there's no harm in that. Got it, got it, got it. Wow. Now, what do we expect here over the next, you know, three three months or so? What is the yeah, sense that's going to anger Chinese? No, I mean, look, you know, obviously, anger the Chinese. Uh, what can they do, right? <laughs> um, nothing. You know, they they'll they'll try to retaliate. They they might you know dump a lot of chips on on the market. So so they are really good at manufacturing. Like I think the twelve fourteen nm chips right now. They might just mm. go oh whatever right. I'll create it. I'll I'll dump it. Um, in in the market and I'll cost ASPs and and everybody's and everybody's. A price essentially to fall, maybe right. Ch- the Chinese are, are really good at doing that as well. Um, but you know, essentially they, they're stuck. You know, they they have to re. I mean, that, there's two ways around it. One is they they go back to first principles. They they take another twenty years. They reinvent the wheel. Hopefully, they mm. they catch up to where we are now. Right, not not where we will be in twenty years time. Uh, another one is, mm. yeah, I mean, if you can't buy, you steal, right? <laughs> and you know, not uh, again something that they are quite notorious for when when they wanted to do yes. technology transfer. So you know, um, you you'll probably see a lot more n- news reports, especially because the US will want to fight back against these as well around like espionage claims and people getting arrested and all mm. of that because you know we, we're just going to be in this very sensitive and, and very heightened state of affairs for, for a bit and and that's yeah. you know and that that's just not good for anyone but it seems like we are we're heading there anyway heading there yeah wow jeez what a world what a world um to, to bring it back to to our coconuts right who what impact is it going to drive them right there's always a question which i answer here in market yeah. updates well, someone like yourself Revenue will fall, in, in you know, AMD, yeah. NVIDIA, they're, they're all fall and, and they've been falling the last few days since the news came out. So, you know, may, maybe they haven't fallen far enough, right? But I think mm. at the end of the day, you know, to, to me, I, I think about it this way. Long term, these companies are at the forefront, right? They, and, you know, I mean, this this destroys a dip, market of demand for them, fine. But it also destroys potential competition. 
right? There, there, there was a possibility mm. that the Chinese could have caught up in, in five, 10 years, um, in maybe two or three product cycles down the line. Now that's mm. increasingly unlikely, right? Un- unless these um, restrictions are lifted. So, you know, you, you have like, they've kind of cemented their market position to anybody within the Western Hemisphere. Although, of course, they've also cemented their market to, to anybody within the Western Hemisphere. So that's good, right? And, you know, so yeah, they, they'll fall. They'll, they'll continue falling from 10 20%. But at the end of the day, you know, if you, are, if you believe in a product, you believe in execution, they'll be fine, right? Mm. And, you know, once and if, if right? Because this, this generally seems to be tending towards the worst case. I mean, there, there can, of course, be more restrictions. There, there can be more entities you cannot sell to. But, you know, if this is the worst case or close to the worst case, it also just means that once there is a lifting, if there is a lifting, then there is going to be a re-rating, right? So there is that up, there is that possibility of the upside as well because it's, it's not, you know, destroying the technology forever. It's not getting disrupted that nobody ever uses it, right? You are going to have market leadership. You know, you are going to be good at it. And if another market suddenly opens up for you, hey, you know, that's that's like another 30% to revenue growth. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, so you know, I think at the day you still focus on execution, you still focus on the products, and you know, that these are still good businesses. Sure, that time is smaller, but you know, that the trend of using more chips, that the trend of shifting to the cloud, having more data centers, even in the West, right? It is still relatively earning early innings, it's not going away yet. So I, I don't think that there's a reason really to to run from from semis just because of this. Mm. Okay, cool. Don't run, chill. You'll see some rewards regardless because they're at the forefront of technology. Yeah, I mean, it will take a while, yeah, right? You, 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 you'll, wait, you'll wait for next cycle, but I think it, it is what it is now. Got it, got it. Awesome. Moving on to our next story. Macro. Okay. Uh, your yeah, macro, UK macro. A, my, my <laughs> start off a little bit with the with the UK, right? Like, um, so I mean, I I um, visited the UK this year, and personal personal anecdote was, you know, I have some family there, so we went to visit them, um, but I was shocked at the price increase. I think I went uh, in summer this year, right? Uh, and I was shocked at the the cost of buying a pint. I was shocked at. Uh, the cost of groceries. I was shocked at the at the cost of eating out, right? Um, as compared to pre-COVID, so two years ago you can eat out for for maybe nine ten pounds a, a pint of Guinness was roughly about four pounds. Now it's six fifty, right? Uh, for for a pint of Guinness and eating out is now fifteen to twenty pounds. When if you convert to Singapore dollars, excluding this, I mean when I when I went there, yeah, when you <laughs> went there, they hadn't dropped yet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah correct. <laughs> What's so it was for? insane. It was insane. I was going, what the hell is happening here, right? Um, and and so that that started this this constant, you know, just look at UK, what's happening, so on and so forth. And then, especially with with List Trust and what she has done and how the pound has been acting over the last few weeks, thought we should dive down a little bit more as well into finding out what's actually happening because pound is making the news. Yeah. So after looking at a little bit here, there are there is quite a lot of pressure going on in the UK, right? For one, in October, I think in September, grocery inflation is at thirteen point nine percent. Wait, year year or month on month? year on year. Okay, not month on month. Month on month is 4%. still bad, but yeah, month on month four percent is massive, dude. Yes. <laughs> still bad, still bad. <laughs> yes, yes, this is year on year, right? Um, now that's that's 
insane. They they estimated somewhere around I think seven hundred pounds for each household to increase in terms of groceries alone. Now, what is happening, and and the opportunity that I can see perhaps is to look at as the and look at all these grocery um, companies because their own label sales have been going up. <laughs> so what's happening is that they have stopped buying all these brands, your Heinz or whatever, and they've gone to the Tesco's, the Sainsbury's, the Asda's, the Aldi's, and buying those brands instead. Right. So <laughs> even though in all this calamity there is some op- opportunity that hey, you know what? Um, could, could we be looking at these supermarkets? <laughs> maybe, um, maybe. So, like that, it's the pure consumer <laughs> staples, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like that. It's not buying Shengshong during COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> a two and a half months bonus. I remember this, right? For every Shengshong employee. <laughs> um, so, okay. So that, that, was, that was number one, right? Um, next thing is they expect energy bills to rise. And it has been rising so much to the point where, um, you know, I was reading a few news and that people have been trying not to use the ovens or anything that use a lot of high energy, right? Don't forget, we're still in autumn. We haven't even gone into winter yet, okay? So um, there's been purchases of, um, you know, low energy items like air fryers, this, that, so that they can use to cook whatever they want to cook. But what I'm thinking about is what's going to happen in the next four months? Because it's getting cold in the UK, Heaters yes. are have to be turned on, right? We have to November, closer. December, January, February. <laughs> yeah, yes, I really want to know what's, what's going to happen here. I really want to. Ha- I really want to know what's going to happen here. So that's the 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 household view, right? That I wanted yep. to touch on. One other household view I wanted to touch on is the mortgage issues. Now in Singapore, we have heard that prices or loans right now is what three point six percent. Yeah. If you haven't, um, if you haven't, if you are looking at taking a loan, for, you know, for your BTOs or for your we have condos that is finishing up in Q3, Q4. You're looking at 3.6%. In the UK, the two-year fixed mortgage rate mm-hmm. is at 6.16%. That's insane. 6.16% two-year fixed mortgage, right? <laughs> One month ago, it was 4.24%. One month ago. Th- th- now, I'm just going to pause there for a dramatic effect. Th- this yeah. feels like... <laughs> This is rubbish, right? Like, like it, it feels like a temporary thing more than something permanent, but we shall see. Yeah, exactly. It does, right? It does feel that way because of, you know, the pound moving up and there are a, few, a, lot of diff- a lot of variables going on here. But I just thought I'd talk about the, the household view here. Now, the other thing is that when you're looking at that, it's harder to pay your mortgage. It's harder to effectively take your and pay your mortgage and so mm. on and so forth. But at the same time, the the Santander came out to say that they might be risking is putting aside more money effectively because they think there could be some defaults. Yeah, but right? that, now uh, that, that kind of makes sense, right? This is this is demand destruction essentially. Um, yeah. what, what the US Fed has been trying to achieve, but you know the, the UK is actually mm-hmm. achieving it um, by by doing something completely wrong, but. Uh. <laughs> that, that, that's, I should, should, should not be making fun of it but you know, that, that's probably the way it is yeah <laughs> true um, so yeah I mean before before touching a little bit onto, onto a bit more macro here and there what are, what are your thoughts on, on these uh, Anthony like what's happening to the household I, I don't know right I, I, I mean I, I read some news and I haven't really been following cause, except because I was thinking oh should I, do I want to go to London for, for a holiday the pound's really cheap but, but <laughs> yeah. I decided to go to everyone's Tokyo been talking about that but I, went okay. to, I, I booked a flight to Tokyo instead. So, you know, um, that, that's already cheap. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. look, I, I think the, the one thing that 
I kind of caught my eye was, oh, you know, electricity bill is rising. It's 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 core, right? Because people need electricity and the government comes and says, well, don't worry, we'll subsidize your electricity bill. And, and I think that's happened mm. in the UK, that's happened in Germany. Yes. But dude, if you are short of, you know, gas to generate electricity, that's why electricity prices are rising. Mm. You sh- as, mm. at, at a very big picture, you know, macro level, you know, short of, telling people to suffer. You shouldn't be incentivizing people to use more electricity by capping their bills, right? Mm. Um, if, if inflation is a concern, you shouldn't be saying that, don't worry, we'll give you more money to spend. Like, this is, mm. again, demand destruction, right? And you should be telling people, hey, I, I know this will be tough, but we'll get through this, you know, we'll, 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 we'll go through this together. And, and essentially everybody feels the pain, right? Um, it, it's going to be unpopular politically and, and all that, but, you know, that that seemed more like the, the cold, rational way forward, you know, rather than, mm. I mean, of course, every politician wants to give money, right? Um, increase GSD, increase something, I pay you money, don't worry, you know, you'll be fine. But mm. is that the right thing to do all the time? I don't know. I I think uh, you're, you're spot on, right? So yes, you, we technically should be feeling the brunt of it because if you don't feel the brunt of it through subsidies or anything, then you yourself would be going. You know what? It doesn't doesn't make any difference. Yeah. Um, however, most importantly, the UK government wants to get reelected. So yeah, that, that's right. So so like they're, they're doing what's politically expedient, obviously. But you know, is that really the right thing to do? And, and that's why you need people yeah. like the PAP, and they should sponsor us. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god! I confirm a few people just turned off right now. No, <laughs> Benevolent dictatorship, guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's exactly what's happening happening in the UK, right? And I thought I'd just paint that picture um, a little bit there. Now, inflation is affecting the the UK quite a fair bit, as we can tell, to the point where I think the BOE, a Bank of England, has pledged to purchase long dated bonds. Right, inflation-linked bonds, in other words, somewhere around sixty-five billion to to try and and hold off any of these issues, right? So that they can help with the subsidy, help with pension. Like there's a whole other thing that they need to worry about um, with regards to that. Now, I don't know what sort of effect this would happen or, or would have on the market. Maybe Anthony, you know a lot more here. No, what do you I, think this sort I, of purchase will happen? I, I mean, th- th- this is this is why you know UK and this is why policy making is difficult, right? So you know, inflation mm-hmm. is a problem. What do you do? You raise rates. You you do quantitative tightening. You you let you know demand. You, you let demand get lowered. Um, hopefully your politicians don't encourage more demand, right? And, and that's the mm-hmm. that's a classic playbook, right? But I think because of what what happened with Liz Truss and and what happened that kind of. But with their with Quartang's announcement that kind of broke the markets, essentially the buying back of you know by the BOE of, of the long dated bonds is quantitative easing, right? That that's what you do when mm. you want to lower interest rates and you want to you know inject liquidity in the market. So you know they they are fighting battles on all fronts. They they are trying to fight inflation. They are trying to fight you know a, a fun, They are trying to maintain a functioning financial system, but none of it seems to be working really well so far. Um and and of course they can't let any of these balls drop, right? So so it's it's an insane juggling act. I have no idea how it's going to end, um, but except to say that it will probably be bad. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what? Yeah, I think it's it's. I don't want to to you know be someone that to, to try and guess what's going to happen, whether it be the worst or or the best. But I think what we can do is see how this plays out. Now, 
my my guess is do you think the pound will get better do you think it, it could be a good idea for us to say maybe buy buy a bit of a pound see I, I where it's it, gonna go i think it recovered slightly um so you know it, it's not as bad as it was um uh, yeah. compared to a week ago or compared to eight days ago i think so I, I, I um, actually it. so on the fourth it was 0. 0.87 one us dollar is 0. 0.87 pounds now is 0. 0.9 Okay, right, so, so, so it's about it's, yeah. So it dipped, it came back up. Yep, right. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's the, the oh my god, it, it's so close to parody now. <laughs> but yeah, yes. You know, <laughs> I I don't know, right? Like I I don't know forex. I don't really want to play forex. To me, it's like uh, compared to the start of the year when I would have gone to London, it's twenty percent cheaper. So everything to my mm. mind is twenty percent cheaper to SGD, right? And, and that's it. Um, yes. do I necessarily want to hold a pound now? Well, no, right? I mean, if even if I'm gonna go on holiday there next year, how, how much I'm gonna change at most? What five k pounds? If that, I, I don't even know yeah, if that. why I would have Unless that much. You use your- yeah, unless you have your credit card, they want to earn miles, right? Then you yeah, exactly. <laughs> then even, you have less cash, right? So, so why you know, like you're you're the hot for holidays. How, how much are you realistically going to save? You know, and mm. you know, if the situation is worsening, is this the? It's like catching a falling knife, right? Are you going to keep buying? You can't DCA this, you know. <laughs> unless you're going to go and buy a house True. there. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. so uh, maybe you should buy a house there. That that might be the next thing to do. Mm. <laughs> wow. Idea. Suddenly talk from holiday, <laughs> holiday hoarding to buy. <laughs> I mean overseas property investment, man. <laughs> we are we are back to the two thousands. <laughs> With like that that footballer what New Humphreys advertising on Starhub TV, you know. <laughs> Profitable yes. plots. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> oh my god. Got it, got it. Um, uh, yeah, I think you know. On, on my side, I just wanted to paint a little bit of picture there. Uh, in terms of the UK, I want to see how this pans out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, coconuts, if you are listening, you know a bit more with regards to the forex or a bit more insights into what's happening with the UK. Please slide into our DMs, go into our Telegram channel. Love to find out a bit more. Um, yeah, and 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 hopefully we can we can sort of unravel this for you as as time goes on. Cool. Yeah, I think this is a story to continue looking out at. Um, it'll be yeah. a story that will grab a lot of headlines. I think. <laughs> in more ways than one um okay uh anthony take us through what's happening with cpi oh sorry i mean macro macro yes <laughs> I, I don't know it, it's it's really weird right like we like the, the whole market at least a lot of the u.s market is really just dominated by by macro mm. top. Now that's that's the one issue right and yes. you know and the, the it's, it's kind of schizophrenic like some days you get really bad news for the real economy and and people treat it as really bad news for the market and it drops. And some days you get good mm. news for the real economy. But, you know, the market takes that bad news and it drops again, right? And and last week was one such week. I think they, they released, what, dumb thumb payrolls, which is essentially employment. And, mm. you know, employment is ticking up and, and going strong, you know. And, you know, if, if you are fearful of a recession, this is one sign that points away from it, right? It's a lagging indicator. Yeah, sure. But, but it points away from it. So you think, oh, yeah, this is good news, right? We might be able to achieve a soft landing, we might be able to avoid a recession, but nope, the market has just gone straight down over the past week. <laughs> so so we, we are really right, in yes. a phase where, you know, good news is bad news. Um, 
for whatever reason. Um, of course, the narrative will go, oh yeah, you know that that kind of means that the Fed is harder. It's harder for the Fed to pivot because they'll pivot only when there's a recession. But come on, they're not yes. pivoting anytime within the next you know, three to six months, right? Like forget <laughs> it. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll have see. you seen the numbers? Yeah, they won't pivot anytime soon. I don't. Yeah, think they won't pivot anytime soon. Um, and <laughs> well, and and this week, right? CPI will. I think they're releasing CPI on Wednesday, Thursday, um, mm. depending on which, which time zone we're at. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see, right? Whether it's uh, worse than expected, like last month, in which case everything what drops. It, what was it last month? Was it 9%? Was it last month? I think it was just, um, it was like 0.2% above expectation or something like that. Mm. Like, like, it, it, like essentially the, the number that people focus on is, is it higher than expected? Yes. Drop, market drop, lower than expected. Yeah. Maybe market also dropped because the Fed won't pivot. I, I don't know, right? It, it's just weird. Um, so so yeah, that's that's it. You know, um, I think it's going to be a really exciting week. I don't know how the market will react, but you know, I think if you follow technical analysis and you believe in it, um, it's yeah. quite interesting, right? Because we are at least uh, the the S and P five hundred is reaching a level where it looks very oversold. Right, so I think you know mm. there there's a huge mm. volume of put options being on. MACD, uh, however you want to say it, is is really showing like you know it the divergence is at March twenty twenty levels that kind, right? So in a sense that this is how oversold your conditions are, and and wow. you know and we are reaching a relatively strong support at like three thousand six hundred or something. So mm. maybe there could be a bounce. I don't know. This one I don't have to predict. Right. <laughs> so so but hey, what's this? You so every week you're supposed to predict something, remember? Okay, Ken. I will predict we will fall all the way today is the eleventh, right? We'll release on twelve, we'll fall all the way to thirteen. CPI will release for whatever reason and we'll go up. And we'll go up all the way to next week. So we'll fall and then we'll go up. That's it reminds me, I think maybe maybe we should talk about a mini-series of Anthony's fortune-telling skills. <laughs> yeah, we should keep a record, right? <laughs> we just have one. We should ask Beti to put it in the synopsis. Prediction for the week. <laughs> oh, man. Go down, then go up. Go up, then go down. Yes. Well, you're 50% there. It's either up or down, it's up no, then but, down but or see, down I, then I give you that. Well, no, it could be up then up, right? Or just up all the way, or down all the way. But no, I think I think we'll get a bounce. Um, I think the the question is how long the bounce will last, right? And but you know, it yeah. seems it it seems that if there is going to be a bounce, it's going to be a strong one. So, yeah, maybe it's time to have some tactical buys. Nice. And where where can we put some of this money? Buying into the stock index like an ETF. Um, yeah, I don't know, right? Like, like this was kind of the, the question I wanted to to ask you because I was thinking about it. It's like, okay, fine, you know, we can always allocate to equities, right? But where do we put the money? You know, we we obviously can't put it in the UK now. That that's crazy, right? Um, we can't put it in Europe. Apparently, uh, uh, apparently, unless you're buying a house, so yeah, then yeah maybe you can buy a house with right? it. <laughs> or, or a plot of land, right? Because the pound is really cheap. <laughs> but you know, you you can't buy like like. UK Europe is really deep, deep, deep value, right? Mm. Um, they were value <laughs> before this, and and they are really deep before. value now. You know, to the, that they might be sunken, so you don't know, um, about Europe. Mm. Can you really buy Japan? You know, and even if you buy Japan equities, you if you can't hedge the yen, that might also not turn out well for you. You might get fifteen percent return on equity Japanese equities, but yen falls ten percent. 
what's the point, right? Yes. Um, so, you know, China, Hong Kong, you have the chips thing, you have zero COVID, you have pro- the property crisis, which is really turning into a liquidity crisis. Like, you know, where, where, and, you know, the rest of emerging markets, I think besides India and Singapore has just been terrible because of the US dollar, the strength of the US dollar. So, you know, where can we put our money? And, and I think the answer is, you know, Singapore savings bonds. <laughs> <laughs> Back and you can listen to Registrator's episode but um, <laughs> SSB this SSB. is a call f- for you to invest in us Reggie already did an unsponsored episode but yes you know <laughs> no that one different this one market okay. updates yes <laughs> <laughs> no but I, I mean it's it's not that bad right I mean SSB or, or SGS like the government securities is what 3 plus percent guaranteed right or well guaranteed to the extent mm. that Singapore government won't go bankrupt you know but yep. I guess if Singapore government does go bankrupt we are in a lot more shit than, than talking about equities yeah, right? we I got, won't we be other, other problem we I won't other be on problems. <laughs> <laughs> right? so our CPF all gone really yeah, CPF gone. You know. so so yeah. Maybe SSB, some some Singapore government securities, some some US long term treasuries, right? Which can mm. pay the the ten year. I think pays what nearly four percent now, in in USD terms. So wow. so that's not too bad, right? So so you know what? Like why would you put money at equities that maybe makes you eight percent that when you can get pretty much risk free at four, or if you take a bit of risk and you buy you know investment grade bonds at six. Right mm. for the next year. I mean, a recession might be coming, but you know, you buy a one year. Um, I think you can buy a four year Disney bond for for six percent, right? And and is Disney going to collapse within four years if there's a recession? Probably not. No, you know. No. So like like what's the and, and that, that's the thing, right? Like if you are an equities investor, like we are, I think the the only market you have left is really the US. And maybe Singapore just because it's you know home market and and we are we're comfortable with the currency and all that, right? But you no, know, other than that, that, that's it, you know. And I guess if you're going to put money, then you just continue buying US shares lah, and and maybe a bit of Hong Kong in the hope that it recovers. Mm. Yeah, for sure. But yes, I think that's a cash good one, can go right? to bonds. <laughs> you mentioned what? Uh, Europe. You mentioned Japan. What about China? China, there's there's what. Property, right? There's property, there's mm. chips thing, you know, it, it's, I think you should still be invested in China just because it's going to be the the second center of power, right, behind the mm. US. But, you know, that's going to take a long time to play out. You you don't need to over-allocate there now, I think. Um, and and, and we, have, we have kind of seen over the past year that you know, no matter what the Chinese think, they are all about the Chinese say the the development of their capital markets is and the model of their development is really quite different from what how the US does it, right? So so you know I think when Jefferson was still on, we were talking about oh yeah China they're going to lose the monetary policy they're going to try to boost economic growth, that that hasn't happened at all <laughs> no. over the last yeah. six seven months they have they have loosened the strings here and there but they they have tightened it so much with zero COVID you know the 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 great powers competition has tightened it even more. Oh, the the property mm. thing is going to be so difficult to resolve. Like any loosening they do, it it's it's going to be difficult to see how much they can incentivize growth. So so I think that's going to be the, the real challenge for China. Got it. Got it. The other one, I mean, good to talk about as well is India, right? Yeah. Um, do you know much on India? Uh, India, I think, was the 
best or, or second best performing market in the world to date so far. They they had a few big IPOs, you know. Um, wow. they they were really coming into their own. Um, mm. Adani did did a lot of things. Um, the the Reliance guys did did what yep. their funky thing as usual and, and just kind of buy up the whole country, right? <laughs> because they they have the ability to. So so you know, I think that they. The, the Indian equities market is showing some sign of developing and maturing, but at the end of the day, you kind of still have to see, right? Like they are kind of export focused. You know, if if the USD, if the the US really just keeps raising rates, it's not going to be good for them. You know, they they are ultimately yeah. still a net commodity importer. They are, they are probably not going to do really well in terms of the real economy. Um, that mm-hmm. the global recession will still hit them, and and you look at their partners at like Bangladesh and Pakistan has just been absolutely destroyed, right? Like like it, it's not just you know recession. It's they have defaulted. Like it, their government has gone bankrupt. Mm-hmm. They cannot buy enough electricity. You know, so yeah, that's not going to work <laughs> and and mm. I think that that's the real trend like to me the US still seems to be the safest place to be um, because mm. they are the center and, and they are where all these difficulties emanate from so hopefully that also means that they are the, kind of the first to to get you know get their, their shit in order <laughs> mm. yep fair fair thing here um, I mean, as someone, so I myself sell into the India market and what I see on the ground is the fact that they're getting still funded left, right, center. Um, there's a lot of activity. They're expanding like crazy. These are big, big companies that we're speaking about. Yep. Um, where else, you know, in, in other markets, you know, they're talking about cost cutting. They're talking about consolidation, restructuring, completely different conversations actually you're having. So I think that's something to to look into uh if you're not into the indian market i think it's good to start to just take a look at it as well um yes i do see a lot of heavy heavy reliance on on the u.s markets with (laughs) with india there's a lot of correlation there um and then you need to manage out your risk but i think it's a it's a decent market to look at as well yeah and and you can get them you know i mean you you don't have to buy indian etfs right or you don't have i don't i don't know whether you can buy reliance like rhi on like through interactive brokers or something yeah yeah, yeah. Maybe I could. don't know. Oh, you need to take a look. We need to take a yeah. look. Yeah. <laughs> or you buy like some some Indian unit trust or something. I don't know. Right? That 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 could be the way to get exposure as well. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Cool. Well, this was a this was a interesting episode. Um, yes. Slightly longer than usual. Of, slightly longer than usual. Um, Negative ish news, but we kind of put a positive spin on it. Uh, <laughs> so, hopefully you, you have to be optimistic right otherwise why invest you're just going to lose all your money <laughs> and you work hard True. for this money you know so what what did we learn today Anthony let's see um, just buy don't trust the UK <laughs> buy house in the UK and <laughs> buy, buy real property not in Singapore because right. Singapore is just going crazy but you know buy real property somewhere else maybe buy REITs <laughs> buy infrastructure um, mm. because those will always be needed buy Shengxiong or the equivalent of Shengxiong right yeah, yeah, yeah. and SSB and if all and if all else was buy SSB and back the Singapore government yeah awesome well that's a good takeaway <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much, Coconuts, for listening in. Hope you had a good one. We'll see you next week. All right. See you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. 
To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback, so share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks, and stay safe.